0: Welcome to Fight Back Radio, a production of fightbacknews.org, taking you to the heart of the people's struggles. I'm your host, Richard Berg, and uh, we're gonna, we are gonna—we got a great show for you today. Um, uh, those of you that are watching on video are wondering, why the heck is Richard wearing a, a Christmas hat and a red uh, shirt and all this other stuff? Did he lose some kind of bet or something like that? And uh, it's actually not true, but... Uh, the production team thought it would be fun. I think they thought funny is probably the word they were really thinking of um, if I did this. So I thought, what the heck, I'm going to give them a treat. They work hard. Uh, and so here I am with a, a crazy looking Santa hat on trying to talk serious to you about uh, politics and uh, um, taking you to the heart of the people's struggles. Our show today is uh, a little bit different than, than our typical show. I don't have a guest. Uh, we're going to review some of the things that we really haven't talked about very much this year during uh uh, the podcast maybe a a year in review kind of thing um and then uh two weeks from now uh we have a very special guest uh one of the major candidates for mayor of the city of Chicago Brandon Johnson is going to be on our show so I'll I'll encourage you to tune back then uh two weeks from now um but uh, I want to wish everybody a happy holiday season I know many of you uh uh, work very hard in your in your job and your livelihood and then you do other things for our struggle and our movement and it's taxing so I'm encouraging people to get some rest over the holidays to just chill out uh, enjoy family and friends um and and you know do it do whatever it takes to to get yourself recharged because uh, 2023 promises to be uh, another year of a uh, serious struggle for working class and oppressed peoples and we need you in it quite frankly we really need you in it um, also, I just want to acknowledge uh, the holidays are often a very difficult time for some of our friends and comrades. And so, uh, uh, you know, if, if you you know, lean on lean on your other uh, uh, the people, you're political with your friends, family, whoever. Um, and if it's hard for you, you know, uh, our, our thoughts are with you. I know some people have lost loved ones. Um, it's you know, the solstice is uh, the shortest day of the year. So it seems like it's dark all the time. That affects some people um uh, but uh on the bright side uh as i'm you know we're releasing this show it's uh just past the solstice so tomorrow there's gonna be more daylight than there was today and then next day even more daylight than there was uh, uh tomorrow so it'll it'll get better as time goes on and uh our movement continues to get stronger and uh you know we need you for that so let me dive into it a little bit well i want to look back at 2022 and this is no particular order or, or, or anything like that. But, uh, um, but, uh, you know, the one thing that struck me as I was thinking about it is, um, women's rights, uh, came to the fore, um, in uh, 2022 and especially, uh, the Supreme court decision taking away, uh, uh, women's right to choose, uh, was, was a big deal. And, and the, the, the pushback was extraordinary. Um, there were large marches uh, across the country on the campuses and the cities. Uh, women stood up and said, uh, you know, look, we're not taking this stuff. And uh, um, in the midterm elections, when uh, you know, the Republicans were uh, expected to do fabulously because of their overreach and uh, their Supreme Court appointments, um, they didn't do as well as, as, as was expected. Um, but, the the fight's not over. I mean, and I, I should say this too. I said, we we're going to talk about some of the things we didn't cover. We did cover this on fight back radio. Um, and you can read about it in fightbacknews.org as well. Um, because it's that important. And, uh, um, you know, we, it's, it's important no matter what area of struggle you're in that you support, uh, women, whether it's in, uh, reproductive rights or whether it's on the job fighting discrimination, uh, and harassment. I mean, we've come through a whole bunch of, you know, Trump, Me Too, uh, you know, promoting a uh, rape culture. The president of the United States under Trump uh, um, did things I, I, I never thought any president would do in terms of how he uh, addressed women in, in such a demeaning and, uh, um, you know, whatever, outrageous way. Um, so uh, 2022, women stood up. They fought back. Um, it was exciting. You know, quite frankly, it was exciting for all of us to um, to, to see, you know, to see that happen. Um on Fight Back Radio, I just wanted to say also, you know, we don't talk a whole lot, or we haven't yet, we're going to, um, about the international situation. And, uh, you know, things, <laughs> things happen not just in the United States, they happen all over the world. And I want to, you know, just acknowledge some of them, not all, of course. But, um, you know, particularly I'm looking at, uh, South America. This was, um, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the countries of, you know, Bolivia and Venezuela. Have have fought you know hard uh, to to stand up against uh, U.S. imperialism, and um, you know have uh, you know struggled you know through difficult times and uh, uh, continue to, but um, there 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 seems to be you know may, maybe breaking some headway there, especially probably because of the war in the Ukraine and the, the United States's uh, need for oil, but um but but those things you know whatever South America continues to be a, a place of hope. Um, I also want to point out the elections in uh, uh, Brazil and Colombia. Um, you know, uh, Columbia, we have a president of Colombia who is uh, saying we shouldn't just be all in with the United States. And, you know, we should talk to Cuba, and, you know, and things like that. And as Latin America uh, and China lead the way for looking at, you know, not just letting the United States dominate every corner of the world economically. Um, you know, I think South America plays an important piece in all of this. And so, uh, uh, you know, Colombia, Brazil, you know, those are interesting places right now for sure. Um, also, I want to turn to China. You know, China uh, right now, their economy is about the same size as the United States. You know, think about that. Um, obviously, the standard of living, because there's so many more Chinese people, isn't as high as it is in the United States. But um, without plundering the third world, you know, uh, all of Latin America, you know, Africa... Um, they've uh, grown their economy to be uh, the same size as the United States. And, and everybody, every expert, you know, no matter left, right, or center, says they're going to surpass, you know, if they haven't already, they're going to surpass the United States um, and zoom past them at that. Um, and so that, that scares the United States. That's why we see so much uh, saber rattling around China. Um, you know, the United States, going back to Richard Nixon, um, acknowledged that there was only one China, that, you know, Taiwan and China were, were, were the same people, part of the same country. Um, and in fact, up until very recently, uh, the overwhelming majority of Taiwanese uh, would say the same thing. Um, so uh, why all this saber rattling about Taiwan and China now? Why all this, uh, you know, we're, we're going to threaten um, uh, the Chinese uh, defense. You know, we're going to uh, you know may possibly go to war with China or we're going to at least, you know, uh, cause all these kind of troubles. It's because, it's, you know, think of the economics. You know, follow the money, as, uh, as Deep Throat said back in the, in the day. Um, and and that, that's really what it's all about. And uh, um, as, as socialists um, and as people, you know, we need to look at uh, an international uh, working class. We have more in common with the working class people, be they in uh, Brazil or China or anywhere else, than we do with the rich people that are trying to plunder and exploit all of us, and so I, I want to uh, you know just acknowledge that uh, uh, you know China uh, is is becoming more and more important. They just uh, the Chinese Communist Party just celebrated this year uh, their 100th anniversary, and uh, and so there's uh, you know they're they're taking stock of themselves too. I think uh, China is uh, you know going back to its roots and, and really you know do, using. Using Marx and Lenin and doing class analysis of their situation, um, and and also I think you know we're going to see uh, you know more uh, BS uh, come through uh, not just Fox News all of the the bourgeois channels uh, in the coming uh, in the coming year about China. It's uh, we're at the beginning of a, you know, some have called it a new Cold War, um, but we're at we're in the beginning of the uh, you know, the pivot towards Asia is what Obama called it, whatever you want to call it. Um, they're trying to uh, to take China down, and and, uh, and and our position has to be that we support the independence of nations. You know, we 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 don't have any gripe with uh, uh, you know as workers with the Chinese people. Um, quite the opposite. I mean, I, I remember uh, uh, Muhammad Ali. You know, when he was when they tried to draft him and send him to be at Vietnam, he says, "I don't have any gripe with the Vietnamese people. They haven't called me the n word." Um, and, uh, and we don't have any gripe with the Chinese people. I think, uh, uh, we should work with them and support them and, and and the United States, instead of putting all this money into military and saber rattling, um, you know, sending Nancy Pelosi over there, whatever they do, we should uh, be spending that money, um, in, in, in the United States. We need to build, uh, better schools. We need to, you know, I'm uh, from the teachers union, as you all know. Uh, we need to pay our teachers and our educators and people in the schools, no matter what they do, uh, better money. We need a, a, our healthcare system was challenged by the pandemic and we saw all the weaknesses there. We need to start putting something into there and we're creating housing for people. There's so much we could do. And instead, we're spending it on, uh, on military stuff, which, uh, you know, I guess maybe a final thing uh, I want to turn to from 2022 uh, is uh, the war in the Ukraine. Um, you know, the United States, uh, is, you know, th- th- it seems like they're able to play a bad role wherever they are. And, um, you know, the war in the Ukraine is, you know, a, a proxy war. The United States is, uh, supporting, uh, uh, is, 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 is just dumping tons of military wear into the Ukraine to keep this war going on. Um, and so it's, a, it's mostly, I see it as an inter-imperialist rivalry between, uh, uh, uh you know the russians in the uh in the in the united states and and you know the united states uh if you if you listen to the you know the major news stations uh anywhere europe or anywhere not so much in the third world but um they uh, uh they act like uh uh the united states is just this you know, with this great uh you know great country uh you know helping out these poor uh ukrainians but the the whole process you know going back to the you know, the color wars and the coup d'etat where there was, they installed, you know, somebody that was, you know, pro-West without an election, just, uh, you know, literally just installed somebody. The, the Russians, after that uh, uh, annexed Crimea, and, uh, you know, we've had these and these wars, you know, uh, between the Russian-speaking sections of the Ukraine and the uh, Ukrainian-speaking sections, and, and thousands and thousands and thousands of people have died, and this is before... There was even any invasion of any kind into the Ukraine, um, and so uh, and then after Russia invaded the Ukraine, um, it looked early in the process that there was going to be a political solution, and even even pivoting back to, to to China, China has called for a political solution from day one, and I think it's it's interesting to look to see what they've been saying about all of this, but uh, um, you know we, we haven't done that. We've said okay, let's just know you know, uh, you know the, the people that make guns in the United States let's just keep sending them over there. let's keep this war going it, it's very similar and we'll keep vilifying you know the the, the Russian people and and, uh, and the Russian uh, and the Russian government. It's similar to what you saw you know in, uh, in Iraq or even you know Iraq Iran during the war between those two sides we funded each side at different times um, and it was in our interest just to keep war going on you know, keep the military industrial complex, of uh, those guys pockets rich, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, Boeing or, or, you know, whatever general dynamics, uh, Lockheed Martin or whatever, all those guys, uh, we, we, we have to, we have to think differently than that, I think. Um, so anyways, uh, uh, uh moving off of the international situation, uh, Fight back Radio, um, You know, we've had some discussion, but not much about the midterm elections and about electoral politics. As we go into 2023, um, I want to start to bring more guests onto our show who can talk about electoral politics. It's it's a tricky thing for the left. You know, people uh, get sucked into it and see that this is the only tactic that we have. We have to, you know, uh, uh, just hope that we can uh, win an election. If we don't, we have to wait four years until the next time it runs around. Um, and, uh, the other side of this is, uh, you know, the, you can't win the elections and, uh, and certainly that's difficult and we can't have an influence on them. So we should just, uh, you know, throw up our hands and not do that. Both of those extremes are wrong. And because it's, it's, it's hard with this two party system, which the the richest people in the country control both parties to get, to get something going um, we need to discuss it. We need to talk about it. We need to look for our openings. Uh, we had Mick Kelly on here uh, recently talking about the the Freedom Road program, and and he talked about a criteria um, for uh, a, you know a criteria for when you get involved in elections and when you don't. And, and we can put this in the show notes. I encourage our Fight Back Radio listeners to look back at the uh, Freedom Road statement on elections that and, and the criteria of. You know, supporting independent politics, looking for a particular uh, cause, something that advances uh, the national I mean, movements of the nationally oppressed, um, and how to get into elections and when to get in elections. Um, so I, I think that's that's something we want to look at. Um, also, I, I think uh, um, you know the uh, you know the Supreme Court is is going to be trouble for us for many years to come, um, and what we've seen over decades now is when the republicans have power they take stuff away from us and the democrats when they get power they leave it like it is or they or whatever they backslide a little bit or you get some small incremental thing but we've been going backwards um electorally for a long time um having said that there are some uh, uh, points of optimism uh, i'm here in chicago and uh we're going to have elections uh february 28th um, for for mayor but in alderman but also for uh police district council elections you know we've been fighting since uh you know for for years and years now for community control of the police and uh, the movement that was ignited explosion when george floyd was uh, killed um, has been uh, uh, set off uh, a series of events and here in Chicago we were able to pass a, uh, an ordinance called uh Um, empowering communities for public safety and what this does is it allows us to elect district council's three people from each police district um, that will have some voice and can call meetings etc but also it gives us some power to um, uh, they these district councils nominate 14 people the mayor picks seven and they set up a council that has can talk about you know policy you know police policy it can, you know, deal with the budget. And so it's important for us to participate and uh, uh, make these these uh, things real. You know, the, the fraternal order of police and some of our enemies are, are trying everything they can to undercut this big victory. So this is an electoral process. And so for those that haven't been involved in elections and, and many, you know, people from the black community, the lower sectors of the working class, this is a, a, a new, a new thing for them. I'm running for office, you know, and, uh, um, you know, so that, that's something we need to look at. Um, also, I think we should look at school boards. You know, you, you can run, uh, you know, if, uh, for school board on, on a, a, a very progressive, you know, left platform, you know, it calls for, you know, uh, you know, uh, restorative justice in, in certain curriculum and, and putting money into the schools uh, to you know, you know so that everybody gets a, a fair and, and first class education. So across the country, I mean, I know the right wing, uh, you know, did this to great effect. You know, starting to run people for these uh, lower offices, but we're starting to see a a polarization in the country too. Whereas uh, um, you know places like Florida, um, or you know Governor DeSantis and uh, you know, you're seeing laws start to pass that say, don't say gay. You know, you're starting to see laws uh, passing to make it very difficult uh, for uh, for black people and uh, uh, and people of color, brown people to, to vote and uh, uh, trying to take away the franchise for them. And this is something we, we can't just say, well, elections are difficult, whatever. We need to, to fight for the democratic rights um, of oppressed people, of all people for that matter. So uh, uh, 2023, uh, you know, there's a line in the sand there, you know, and, and we need we need to fight uh, uh, to protect people's right to vote. Um, and it, it's, it's not going to be, you know, it's not it's not a, a shoe in thing. You know, it's like, a, a, you know, bourgeois democracy is better than, uh, than not having than no democracy. And so we need to fight to maintain the rights we have. And we need to keep in mind that we have we have a bigger fight. A bigger struggle in mind as well um, also let me just uh you know pivot here a little bit to uh, and I am monologuing a lot so I uh, you know hope hopefully, hopefully you guys can stick with me on this um, I'm gonna have a clip in a little while of one of our guests uh, from 2022 that I think you'll'll you'll, you'll like if you haven't heard it already but um uh, I want to talk for a minute about uh, organized labor too we came into 2022. Um, with, uh, you know, there was a, a whole bunch of strikes. Some of you will remember uh, the strikes at John Deere and at Kellogg's and, you know, uh, you know there was a, a, a minor strike in uh, Alabama and uh, uh, you know, new organizing in, uh, at, you know, Amazon uh, the, uh, at Staten Island, the, the warehouse there uh, organized a, a union um, and uh, Starbucks workers across the country you know, just have been, you know, organizing shops and and fighting back. And, uh, um, you know, as I'm recording this right now, um, Amazon workers are on, uh, Amazon, I'm sorry, Starbucks workers are on strike uh, here in Chicago uh, for this weekend. And uh, so they're they're, they're pushing back, they're they're making demands. And uh, it's a good time for organized labor. Um, The, uh, you know, right now, unemployment is, is relatively low, you know, coming out of the pandemic. And so we can, th- this gives us a certain leverage that we should use. We should make very big demands right now. We should be organizing to fight. And if we do, you know, we, we can win these fights. And so uh, I want to encourage uh, um, people to do that. Uh, the, um, the rail workers, uh, um, you know, voted, you know, many of them voted down a, a contract uh, you know that whatever Biden made this deal and they reached a tentative agreement just before Thanksgiving in 2022, and uh, many of the rank and file unions, the biggest and most important ones, voted it down. And then uh, the United States Congress and the president uh, signed a, a bill. You know, to, you know, whatever, give, making a deal for them, taking away their their collective bargaining rights, taking away um, their right to strike. And I think it underlines. That when uh, when there's unjust laws out there like this one, we need to start to think about challenging it. And I'm not saying the rail workers what they should do or not. That's that's their call. I'm not. But I think um, you know what we've seen in the whole history of the labor movement is when labor does something effectively, they make it against the law. You saw that with uh, the Taft-Hartley bill, uh, which passed. You know, in the late 1940s, as Richard Blake, one of our guests, pointed out to us. Um, and 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 you you see it again and again, you know they'll, they'll they'll pass injunctions against you, whatever it is. But we need to stand up for what's right. I mean, the civil rights movement I think taught us that too in the nineteen sixties. That people didn't care if it was a uh, uh, you know against the law to you know to, to to sit at the lunch counter or whatever it was. There there was there was actual actions taken, and uh, in, in the labor movement, I mean all of organized labor was against the law at one time in this country. And we didn't come into being, we didn't get the strength we have um, by just uh, saying, we'll do whatever they tell us to do. Sometimes we need to, to stand up and, and, and fight back, as uh, the name of our, our fight back radio uh, here says. Um, also, you know, I, I just, uh, you, know, you know, I want to flash back to uh, international here again for a second. And, uh, you know, Palestine, um i was you know i was reminded i was watching the world cup in the morocco uh which made it to the quarterfinals yay morocco uh first african country to do that but they uh some of their fans were starting to to carry palestinian banners and, and things like this i saw some of this on social media and on television and uh the battle in palestine for democratic rights uh is fundamental and uh the um you know, even there's another thing, you know, we, we, you know when uh, Trump uh, moved uh, the capital of Israel to, to Jerusalem and just, you know, slapped, you know, the Palestinian people in the face in every which way that he, he could. You know, the Democrats who said this is terrible, they got back in office. They've been in office now for more than two years. And and have they done anything? No. They, they, and, and they won't. Um, but we, we're starting to see attacks on organizations, Palestinian organizations, women's organizations, um, at a higher level. Um, the, uh, you know, the the, the boldness of uh, some of these, uh, uh, you know, street gangs in, in, in Jerusalem, uh, the Zionist street gangs is, is, you know, is outrageous. And so, um, you know, we, we need to stand up and support, um, you know, the Palestinians. And, uh, uh, you know, when they, you know, there's, you know, a democratic Palestine is is not something that can never happen it's something people have fought so hard for for so long and is is is, is just I mean it's everybody in the world um I shouldn't say everybody but all people of conscience in the world uh, know this and uh you know there's votes in the United Nations and you know whatever uh you know, maybe England but certainly the us and Israel will will vote against it they'll veto but it's uh um, you, we can't, we have to say no to Israeli apartheid and, uh, you know, the boycott, uh, sanctions, divest movement, uh, you know, continues and, and we need to support that. Um, I mentioned, uh, on a, a lighter side, the, the sports, uh, thing about Morocco, um, Argentina won the world cup. So that's something I don't know how many Americans follow that. I enjoy it. And, uh, I love soccer. But and I love sports. And so uh, but I, other thing, you know, issues of uh, in, in the sports world, uh, the women uh, national soccer team uh, um, got a collective bargaining agreement where they got equality with the men, where they share the revenues. And uh, um, this is uh, I think this is groundbreaking. You know, they do the same work that the men do. They play soccer. Um, and in the case of uh, the United States, I don't, you know, I haven't seen the revenues, but I'm guessing it's even better because there's been so much success from the women's uh, national team. Um, but the fact they fought as a union, they stood together, um, you know, it was uh, uh, and won this victory for equality. Uh, I know, uh, you know, Megan Rapino, who just wrote a book uh, in 2022 as well. Um, you know, talks about some of this and the needs for this and standing up. And I'd encourage people to grab that as well. Um, you know, she looks to Colin Kaepernick and, uh, from the San Francisco 49ers, the quarterback who first took one knee. And, uh, uh, you know, these, you know, sports, uh, you know, things, uh, uh, you know, they, we're all many of us are fans and they can, uh, you know, they can have repercussions across, uh, you know, popular culture. And so, you uh, um, I also wanted to point out a uh, Bridget Greiner uh, who was uh, arrested for having a, um, a small amount of uh, a THC in uh, a vape, uh, marijuana, when she was going into Russia where she was going to uh, play basketball. Um, this is, I think, another example of. Uh, I mean, I, I find this incredible to me actually. So first, uh, you know, she shouldn't have been arrested. I don't think. Uh, I mean, it's Russia's has their own laws and they can do it, but it's, it, it seems. Uh, like, uh, but she became the center because of the Cold War that's going on between Russia and the United States. Because we're not trying to be friends, we're not trying to figure out how to make things better. Um, but also it struck me that, uh, Bridget, um, what happened to her and the outrage across the corporate media here in the United States, um, this had been happening for like four decades uh, when Reagan uh, declared the war on drugs. Um, And, you know, Michelle Alexander's book, The New Jim Crow, I think documents this very well. There was a, you know, drug use amongst white and black people in the United States was roughly, was and is roughly the same, uh, you know, percentage wise. But the number of black people going to jail and having long terms, et cetera, and and police uh, agencies, you know, police uh, departments being heavily funded to arrest people from the black community for small drug abuses, which filled our jails. Uh, For decades cost enormous resources, uh, you know, broke up, you know, just like what happened to Bridget Greiner, you know, broke up families. um, And, uh, you know, there's you know, there's no reflection on this and saying, oh, my gosh, what 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 did we do? What have we done? What do we continue to do in some states? Um, But instead, it's like, oh, no, uh, Russia did the same thing we were doing for four decades. Um, Let's let's make a big deal out of this. And so it strikes me just uh, uh, the double standard. Um, I'm glad Bridget Greiner is uh, um, back in the United States, and uh, she's a fabulous basketball player. Um, I encourage people who uh, – I I enjoy the WNBA, and uh, if you're a sports fan, I I would uh, encourage you to check it out if you haven't already. Um, But uh, uh, just uh, a couple things from the world of sports. Um, uh, In terms of – Pop culture—I I don't have too much for you, folks. I'm, uh, uh, my friends will tell you that uh, I just—I'm uh, not uh, with the, the latest, uh, you know, music or whatever. I, you know, I like uh, old jazz and uh, you know classical music. So may we, we'll, we'll bring—I promise this—Fight Back Radio will bring somebody on who does know about these things, and we will have a discussion about popular culture and especially how it relates to our movement. Um, and some of the protest songs, uh, which are the ones I probably do know. Um, but, uh, you know, we, but pop culture has to be more than, uh, uh Will Smith, uh, punching Chris Rock at the Oscars. And so, uh, hopefully our country, uh, uh has more to offer than, uh, than that. Um, other, you know, crazy things that happened this year, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos, uh, going out to outer space, uh, you know, reminded me, speaking of pop culture, I guess it reminded me of, uh. Of uh, Gil Scott Herring's popular song in the late 1960s, uh, you know about Whitey on the Moon, and uh, basically, what are we doing here? Uh, But it's just the the the, it indicates the uh, massive amounts of wealth that a very small number of individuals have, and how they uh, they they use this wealth uh, however they want. You know, I guess I don't know to flaunt it, whatever. But um, but there are people in backbreaking poverty across this country and across this world. There are people that are hungry uh, right now. There are people that are dying because they don't have the correct uh, medical treatment. And, uh, and this, this uh, bozo was, uh, going into outer space. Um, books from, uh, 2022. Well, first I'm going to start out with a book from 2021. Uh, one of our guests, this, uh, was uh, Frank Chapman. And, uh, uh, his book, uh, Marxist Leninist Perspectives on Black Liberation and Socialism is a must read. Um, if you haven't read that book, um, I encourage you to read it. Um, it, you know, Frank, uh, talks about, uh, the centrality of, uh, the Black National Question and Black people to our movement for justice in the United States. And he talks also about the socialist movement when they had, a good line on the black national question and when they didn't and how that affected things. And he applies a scientific Marxist Leninist analysis to looking at the black liberation movement over a period of time. And uh, it, it's a must read book. And so uh, um, we'll put in the show notes again, uh, how you can get that book. Um, also we had on a, a fight back radio, um, Joe Burns, who wrote a book called "Class Struggle Unionism," um, I'd encourage people to read that. Uh, it's put out by uh, uh, Haymarket, and um, it's uh, it talks about um, you know basically you know that unions need to be need to need to fight. They, they need to fight all out, all in, and we need to understand that it's not that cooperation isn't going to get us there. We need to understand um, the that there's different interests. And uh, if you're we're on the side of the working class, we need to uh, to actually put forward a program of struggle. And I'd say go back and listen to, actually, go back and listen to both of those podcasts, you know, Frank Chapman and uh, Joe Burns. And uh, more recently, we had a podcast uh, with Mick Kelly, who's uh, um, the political secretary of the Freedom Road Socialist Organization. And he taught, was talking about the program that Freedom Road just recently put out. And... Uh, you should uh you should get that as well you know it's uh you can go to frso.org and uh and order it it's uh, it's, i think it's five bucks or something it's not too expensive anyway so you should get that and you should read it so uh those are the top books i don't know if you're i don't know if any of them made the new york times list up probably not but uh um but but there, there are three that i i would uh recommend that you read uh let me add one more um john melrod uh who was uh, somebody I worked with, uh, you know, uh, many years ago uh, in Wisconsin when I was a uh, when I was a teenager, early twenties, um, just wrote a book uh, called uh, "Fighting Times," which talks about his life at, during that time when I knew him and, and before that, um, yeah, within in the revolutionary movement and uh, from the '60s and '70s, and so uh, I, I would encourage people to to read that book as well. Um, so. Uh, um, I want to uh, uh, you know take a minute now. I, I mentioned Frank Chapman uh, in his book. Uh, I want to you know, play a short clip here uh, of uh, Frank Chapman's book, or Frank Chapman from his interview on uh, Fight Back Radio, and uh, you know he, he talks about, as I said, he looks at the socialist movement in the early part of the 20th century, especially the Communist Party and all the good things they did, but then he you know, they, they get tripped up a little bit. So he talks a little bit about that too. So here's a, um, here, here's a, a clip from uh, Frank Chapman. So let's, here you
1: go. Well, what happened to the Communist Party during that time period left an indelible scar on the party which exists to this day. And that is that uh, the Black Liberation question was liquidated. Uh, Earl Browder, but he not only liquidated the Black Liberation Party, he tried to liquidate the party itself you know, uh, which is uh, where this thing ultimately leads. Right. But, uh, he said that, that the Negro people no longer existed as a nation and that the party should fight for the integration of the Negro people into the American nation and, and, and not be so much engaged in the struggle for self-determination and equality. Uh, he said that the, uh, that the, 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 the black folks in the south were being increasingly proletarianized and so this uh this eroded the economic basis for uh uh for black people being a nation. Uh and uh and and, and, and that's that that was his uh, his position.
0: What, why why is then, that wrong? What's what's wrong with that? Well is
1: it's, it- it's just not it's just not true. Uh the the uh The class composition of black people as a nation has changed. Uh, The class composition was changing then. It had not quite changed as definitively as as it is now. But the class composition had changed where black people as a nation was no longer based on a landless peasantry uh, in the the Deep South. Uh, More and more uh, blacks were being proletarianized in the Deep South as well as all throughout the United States. Like, uh, it's particularly true in Alabama, but it's also true in North and South Carolina and, and Georgia and other places. Wherever there was industry, more and more black people was coming into it. Also, it's, it's true in Louisiana with regard to the uh, marine workers and, and so forth and so on, you know. Uh, in the lumber industry, you know, uh, a lot of black workers was proletarian ass, but the land base, for the black nation is still there. It has not disappeared. It stretches from Southern Delaware all the way into Eastern Texas. It's there right now. Uh, 54% of the black people in this country live in the South, now, in that same black belt, you know? And black people in the South are still fighting for the right to self-determination. That's what the voting rights is all about. So, So, uh, the uh, so his thesis is wrong, uh, and it was also uh, uh, a betrayal of the struggle for socialism in this country.
0: So many of the people that call themselves socialists today um, don't accept, or at least are, are don't talk about uh, political power uh, for Black people the way you are in your book and the way you do right now. Mm-hmm. Do you want to uh, talk about uh, why that is, or what's what's the problem here? Why aren't people seeing this?
1: Well, they don't see the centrality of the struggle for black liberation. They don't see that in the United States of North America, a republic founded on slavery and genocide. They don't see that you cannot have a path to socialism without black liberation, Chicano liberation, uh, the liberation of the uh, indigenous people. They they don't they don't see that. Uh, they take a puritanical or puritan class approach you know that this is a class question only it's not a class question only it's also a national question and 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 so much of this is a national question it involves black people as a people it involves the Chicano people as a people you know as a nation which consists of workers and 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 uh, and non-workers and the super exploitation and oppression of these people, is what is at issue here. And if you're not addressing that, then you are not really paying attention to what Karl Marx said, that labor in the white skin cannot be free as long as it's sold and branded in the black skin. And today, just put the word racist oppression in there. As long as there's racist and national oppression, no part of the working class can be freed, you know so that is where their mistake comes. They think that there's a way to socialism without addressing the national question without seeing the uh, special oppression of black people. you know
0: so in, in your in your thesis is that that can't happen. That cannot happen yeah so oh.
1: in fact, uh look around the world. That has happened in no country that that has taken the path of socialism. It hasn't happened in China. It's not happening in in, in South Africa. It's not happening in the Philippines. It it can't happen in all of these places that I just mentioned, Vietnam, China, the Philippines, South Africa, so forth and so on. The national question is prominent, you know, and the struggle for socialism takes place with that. There, There cannot be a struggle for socialism without
0: that. So, uh, yes, that was uh, Frank Chapman and um, his book, uh, Marxist Lenin's Perspectives on uh, Black Liberation and Socialism. Um, Frank was one of uh, many guests we had, uh, you know, so far this year. And I should mention that, too. Of the high points of uh, 2022, Fight Back Radio was born on uh, May 1st, uh, International Workers Day. We released our, our very first episode. Um, we've grown a lot since then. You know, I think our, you know, we've worked, uh, our production team uh, has grown and, and they, our sound quality has gotten better. We have video now. Um, they make, you know, for those of you watching on YouTube, you, they're making me wear this uh, funny hat. Um, and so, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would encourage people, our listeners here, or our viewers, to go back and check out earlier episodes of, uh, of Fight Back Radio. You know, the one that you just, you just heard the clip from Frank Chapman. Um, also, I would say, uh, you know, there, there's other, you know, uh, other guests you, you want to hear. Uh, our first guest was uh, Kobe Guillory from the National Alliance Against Racist and Political Repression. Um, for those uh, that are interested in, uh, uh, you know, Chicano uh, uh, um, struggle here in the United States and, uh, you know, Latinos fighting for, uh, for self-determination, uh, uh, we had uh, Sol Marquez and uh, uh Carlos Montes who both talked about uh um the struggles uh that you know that, that they've been involved in. Uh you know, Carlos going back and giving a historical perspective and uh more recently uh what's going on in Southern California. Um we had a labor history one with uh, uh um Larry Spivak from the Illinois Labor History Society where we talked about uh um you know some about a hay market and about the Pullman strike. Uh, and so, you know, there's, go back and look at some of these, you know, labor leaders we've had on here. We had the international president of the United Electric and Machine Workers of America, Carl Rosen. Um, you know, we had Greg Kelly, who's from the 90,000 member, um, uh, service employees international union, healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, um, Kansas and Missouri. And, uh, you know, these interviews, uh, were, were rich, you know, for, for our Teamster friends, uh, uh, and actually a shout out, uh. All of the teamsters uh, working at the United Parcel Service. I know many of you listen to Fight Back Radio, and uh, I know you, you you deserve a break more than anybody because you just went through the peak season, and I know uh, hopefully <laughs> you you got through it uh, um, with uh, your, your health intact because they worked the crap out of you guys. Um, but uh, the teamsters um, are, are, are have been an important you know piece. We've had a couple of guests, uh, Richard Blake uh, uh, Eliza Schultz from, uh, from the Teamsters, uh, Mick Kelly, not UPS, but he's also a Teamster. Um, and the Teamsters at UPS are going, their, their contract ends this summer. Um, there's a a potential strike looming. And one of the biggest news is, uh, that, uh, you know, uh, um, they have new, you know, Jim, Jimmy Hoff is no longer the president of the Teamsters. Sean O'Brien is. And, uh, many progressives, uh, Uh, Many listeners to Fight Back Radio worked awfully hard to get Sean O'Brien elected the president. And so now, uh, you know, now now, uh, uh, the power is not just in the president, but the president can be with you or against you, and it makes a big difference. And so now uh, we need to mobilize all of the uh, Teamsters across uh, the United States, and especially the UPS Teamsters. Because uh, that union is situated in a place where they can really lead the way. So we'll be talking more about the Teamsters in uh, in 2023. Um, you know, we'll be talking more about the, the Black Liberation Movement in 2023. Uh, you know, Christina Kittle, we talked to, we had a guest, uh, um, you know, from the Students for a Democratic Society. Um, and so uh, 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 we, uh, environmental, uh just Tracy Mom I'm giving you a list of all of our guests but you can you can go to uh, fight back radio and look at all these shows and I, I would encourage you uh, to go back and listen to them and uh, I, I think they were good I think they're good shows um, so uh, um, uh, we're you know, you know so as I said this is a unique episode um, we're gonna be posting uh, clips from some of our episodes on uh, social media over the next two weeks so look for that. Um, also, uh, our, as I said, our, our next guest uh, two weeks from now we the, we drop our shows every two weeks is going to be Brandon Johnson, who's a candidate for mayor. He's uh, currently uh, an organizer with the Chicago Teachers Union, which is my union, um, and I got the CTU shirt on for those of you that are uh, um, watching on the video. And uh, uh, um, you know, and he's currently a Cook County commissioner. So we're uh, I think you'll enjoy that show, and I, I think you know. Uh, you know we're looking forward to hearing from you about that um, before we go also I want to uh you know pay respect for, to uh all the people that we uh we lost that didn't won't make it with us into 2023 um all the you know comrades and activists that uh, are that you know that have fallen and uh, um and uh, I I can't name them all here but uh, I I do want to name one um uh Jose Maria Sison, uh, the leader of the the Filipino movement, uh, the the National Democratic Front, and the leader of the Communist Party of the Philippines, uh, who has you know has written so many uh, books that have given guidance to the 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 movements uh, in the Philippines, but uh, even throughout the world. And so, uh, um, I want to uh, you know whatever acknowledge that and uh, and you know give my you know my heart and my condolences to all the comrades in the the, the Filipino movement. Um, but uh you know 2023 promises to be a, a good year for all of us i believe and uh um and i think it'll be a good year for fight back radio um as i mentioned may 1st will mark our one year anniversary and so uh you know we we've we're, you know we, we've, we've enjoyed bringing this to you uh hopefully you've enjoyed our shows uh we're looking for uh for feedback from you uh so if you want to uh to write for you know to, to tell us uh, who our guests should be how we can make this a better show um i, I we're definitely looking forward to your uh your criticisms or your feedback uh, you can reach us at richard.fightbackradio at gmail.com um and then uh, also you know with all our other uh you know twitter instagram we got all that stuff and you can you can see that in the show notes as well we want you to follow us there but um, really, you know, if you're, if you're on YouTube, you can, you know, I'm, I'm pointing my finger down now, you can just hit the subscribe button there uh, or like or whatever, you know, uh, if you're on another platform, you know, we want you to subscribe <clears throat> to Fight Back Radio. You know, each of them has different things. Give us a thumbs up or a five stars. Um, all those things, write a review, you know, even if it's only, you know, three words, all those things help people uh, find us. And, uh, you know, we don't have a, uh, gazillions of dollars to do TV ads, uh, so we're, we're counting on you to to spread the word about Fight Back Radio. And so, if if you enjoy our shows, and uh, if you've listened to me through this whole episode, <coughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Um, but uh, yeah, tell others about it. Tell people that uh, this is uh, something that 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 we should be doing. Um, and then finally, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, I want to thank um, our Fight Back Radio uh, production team who have uh, been so great, uh, through this, uh, you know, all of 2022, uh, um, just, you know, make, you know, we, we continue to improve, uh, our quality and, uh, um, the, the, what they've done is, is, is unbelievable. We've had, we've run into all kinds of glitches and things, uh, that I've messed up here and there, and they've always been able to fix it, have been patient with me. And so, uh, you know, I really want to thank, uh, uh, Dodd McColgan, um, Shane Tremley and Vince Olson, um, and, and, I'm uh, Richard Berg, and so on behalf of our uh, entire Fight Back radio team, I'm just saying to y'all, all power to the people.